BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sports Creative Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Davis Maddock, joined by Rich Rebar, returning victorious from the Flag <laughs> Football Championship. I, I, I'm sitting here with a man who's got a championship ring on to discuss a <laughs> bunch of dudes trying to get a championship ring. We're going to go through the uh, all the games in the divisional rounds. I mean, not really. Uh, I mean, I feel like our, our soul reads were pretty on. I think we we got winners six of six of the... Uh, I mean, I know we got winners uh, of six to six for Super Wildcard Weekend. Um, we both hammered Dallas. We we were all over. We were all over that one. Um, but yeah, the only I, thing that got me was uh, I was on the Viking set, the Viking side, just for the the betting for the historical stuff. Sure. Not that I was super confident in the Giants, but the Chargers Jaguars game, the Cowboys game, got me all the all, more all that and them some this weekend. Yeah, well, and I bet I bet the Dolphins last Monday. I had 10 and a half thinking there was a chance we would get two or a Teddy and then just luck box the shit mm. out of that one to get, to get the cover. Um, bet Jacksonville at, at halftime at 16 to one fell asleep, woke up, woke up to that one was all over Dallas. So we're, look, we're, we're feeling good. We are confident heading into the divisional round and um, I'm going to, I'm going to shock you and I'm going to shock the world here right now. Uh, I, I'm taking Jacksonville and the points. Now, I obviously would not bet this. Like, I'm not going to bet against the Chiefs with my own money. But I don't. I don't. I don't think betting the Chiefs minus eight and a half points here is particularly good. Um, they, that's just not like. Yeah, they won by ten in the game they played earlier this season. But the Jaguars can are are for sure going to be trying to get the points in garbage time. The Chiefs defense stinks. I think the Chiefs win, but they're just you know. Uh, this version of the Chiefs is not scoring like 45 points all the time anymore. Yeah, this one's this is the the trickiest line, I think, and even uh game angles to to try to bet on it might be more of a, a player prop game. I do kind of I still kind of lean the Chiefs, but the Chiefs, yeah, two seven and one in their last 10 games covering the spread. Uh they I was a Jacksonville backer regular season on this show, and they did not cover this game. It was like one of the they got super, they got super unlucky though. They did. Like, yeah. But like to be fair though, they won the turnover battle. They had zero turnovers. The Chiefs had three. And Doug Peterson failed to understand the full assignment in that game. If you remember in that game, the Jaguars opened the game up with an onside kick and they get it. And it's like, yep. oh, yes, they, they understand the mission, right? And then the very next two drives, that same drive they were covered downside kick and the very next drive, they punted in Chiefs territory. Like, not great. That's not what you, the signal you want to send, right? Like you're selling, you're, you're, you're selling your team like, dude, we are going to steal possessions. We are going to play balls to the wall aggressive like we're going to get this right like we're going to go for every chance to win this game and then you punt in chiefs territory the opening two drives and you're down 20 to nothing and you've had three turnovers three takeaways and like 
Yeah, so I don't think hopefully they learn from that and they at least just put the keep their foot on the pedal this time. But that was a disappointing to see uh, Doug kind of half step, just go knees deep in the water. Yeah, I mean, I don't I think this game will at least um, make the Chiefs bleed their own blood a little bit. Like, I don't think this is going to be like, a, a, you know, a Mahomes ring around the rosy flipping passes behind his back. <laughs> like, I think I think the Jaguars will make them work for it a little bit, but I don't. I mean, to be honest, I just don't really think they're in any threat of losing. And like, you know, whatever no. old takes old takes expose me if you need to. If the she, I, I mean, I will, I will be uh, whatever you guys will do to me. I will be way more upset if the freaking Chiefs lose to the Jaguars on Saturday afternoon. I will be, I'll be apoplectic. Um, it's not gonna be, it's not gonna be good. It just, it feels like Lawrence has such a wide variability in like what he does, mm-hmm. possession to possession. There's like one. One drive, it's like, shit, this dude's Matt Flynn. And then the next drive, you're like, oh my God, Trevor Lawrence, he's the one who's chosen. It's he's gonna be the great. It's I I don't I don't have any explanation. I would need like a guy who's better at film and stuff to be like, why is Lawrence just like miss these throws all the time? I mean, it was a rough. He's given us a few, like you said, uh, you know, there's a wide chasm. Even in that Chiefs game, you know, he he started off slow and then got hot in the second half. I mean, last Saturday was it? On, you did it in the same game, but he also has these games like against the Titans in Week 18, the Lions a few weeks earlier, where just like this offense like really sputters, right? And it's stagnant. Um, also, too, like the way to beat the Chiefs is like to have an elite receiver, right? Like they're terrible against elite receivers, and the Jags kind of don't really have a true number one. They just have a bunch of a solid players. Uh, so that's it's kind of I don't. And also, is, are the Jaguars stopping the Chiefs on any level? Like. The Jaguars' defense is absolutely terrible in the middle of the field, and Mahomes killed them in the middle of the field. Their pass rush is inconsistent. I just don't see a situation where the Jaguars like stop the Chiefs from getting. I, I just don't think any defense can actually stop them if Mahomes is playing like a B plus or better game. I just like, don't. I, yeah, I just don't even think it matters. But yeah, I'm I'm totally with you. But this in particular team, like where the Jaguars struggle, is like that's where the Chiefs are killing you. If you look at like Mahomes this year compared to previous years, he's got the lower A dot. Uh, he the, he's the highest percentage of yards, passing yards come after the catch. Like they bleed you with running backs and tight ends. I mean, they, only the Ravens have targeted their wide receivers at a lower rate this season than the Chiefs, oh. and and they're just out here like rotating these guys. Like, you, have you noticed like no one's even playing full time anymore? Like, not even Juju. Uh, you know, the, he's only running a route like on basically seventy five percent of the team dropbacks now. Like, they're just rotating dudes in and out because uh, they're just relying on these backs and tight ends in the, in the passing and they're playing a lot more. Noah Gray's playing a lot more. Yeah, no, Noah Gray, Noah Gray is like officially becoming like an interesting, like this guy is actually sneakily important to the chiefs. Yeah. I kind of am uh, on some uh, Noah Gray anytime touchdowns, maybe, maybe, uh, you know, his over receiving yards. He had a touchdown in this game. We saw the chargers tight ends absolutely just eviscerate the Jaguars. That's been something that's happened all year. Um, they just can't guard the middle of the field. Uh, you know, Gerald Everett looked like Ozzie Newsome, you know, in, the, in that game on Saturday. So I like, yep. you know, Kelsey's hard for DFS to always play just because he's so expensive, you know, especially with no, Noah Gray team. isn't though. Noah Gray. No, no, we can put on Noah Gray. Gray. I, I, Noah Gray is in my draft, like my, my shell for, for the four gamer. I've got, All I've right. got Noah Gray in there. I mean, I think it's, so it's like a tight end. It's like either you get the one guy, you one guy who nukes the slate, or you just get a guy who gets twelve points. I'm like, no, Gray can catch a touchdown against the Jaguars. Like, why not? You know? Yeah, I love it. I I haven't really tried. To, I've tried to build a little bit with Kelsey, and it's really hard. So it's like it's, always, it's, it always it's, is. Yeah, it's super hard. Um, 
Okay, our our next game, the New York Football Giants against the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, I got I got the Eagles minus seven and a half here. I just it feels like two things are happening. So the one, the market is really reacting to the Giants beating up on a pretty mediocre Vikings right. team last week. But also, I think it is that the Eagles needed to win that week 18 game against the Giants. The Giants were playing all their backups and they kind of scuffled to win that game. And I feel like that's playing into it a little bit as well. But I'm just writing that off as Hertz's shoulder was still a little bit banged up. They were a little rough, like just like whatever. I just, I basically am just saying that's in it. I'm taking the whole resume of the Eagles, the whole resume of the Giants. And I'm saying, I, I don't, hats off to, to Dable, but I don't, I don't really buy it. Yeah, I think that's the case on Saturday is you look at both the Jaguars and the Giants and you just feel really good about where you are. You're like, you know, new regimes, success first season. You even won a playoff game on the, under the, these new coaches. Everything's trending positively, probably ends here, for, for, you know, for, for both of those teams. Uh, I love the, the Eagles first half line in this game. Uh, you know, if you look at both of these teams, the Giants are notorious slow starting team. Uh, they're averaging just. 1.6 points per drive in the first half of games. It's 26 in the NFL. They've scored in just 29% of their drives in the first half. That's 28th in the NFL. The Eagles are opposite. They lead the NFL in points per drive in the first half of games. They lead the NFL in scoring rate per drive. And in these two, when these two teams played in the regular season, the Eagles outscored them 40 to seven in the first half. Uh, you can grind a salt week 18 if you want, but even with Daniel Jones under center in week 14, the Giants only averaged four and a half yards per play. Uh, and we're getting just absolutely flooded at halftime. So there's a couple books that have, DraftKings has it minus three and a half at the first half for, for Eagles, minus three and a half. That's minus 120. FanDuel has it minus uh, four and a half with just the 10 cent juice. I like both of those a little bit more than the full seven and a half, but I'm on board with the seven and a half still too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I, well, I do like that angle. Obviously you could get backdoored here. I, 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 I noticed something funny about Daniel Jones that you could have given me a hundred attempts to guess. I never would have guessed this. Daniel Jones has the lowest interception rate of any quarterback in the NFL, which just totally goes against everything you would think of when you think of Daniel Jones, but does actually totally make sense in the context of who's coaching him now. Right. Because Brian Dable obviously coached up a pretty turnover prone, strong armed mobile dude and Josh Allen and, uh, Alan, actually, the, the turnover bug is starting to bite him a little bit again right now. Um, it's also hard to throw interceptions based on the the skill players the Giants have because they don't throw deep. They don't throw over the middle of the field, right? Like everything's bootlegs and on the move. So, like, you're not going to turn the ball over when you're not pressed to the offensive structure because you don't have playmakers to, to put the ball in the middle of the field. You're just not going to turn it over. That's true. Yeah. They, they, I guess that, yeah, they really aren't, they really aren't turning it over. Um, or they really, they, and I guess it's kind maybe, of a byproduct of what they're working with though. Like right. you, know, if you add some skill players, we might see Daniel Jones start throwing interceptions again. Well, and my thought <laughs> is my, well, my, even more than that, my thought is if they, I mean, if they're down 10 points going into the second half, like they're going to have to start trying some stuff. And then the, the sack fumbleitis that, that plagued Daniel Jones for the first four years of his career, I have a feeling might, rear it's ugly i don't want to talk down too bad about daniel jones like clearly he yeah. he fucking proved me wrong like he he really really did play well this year and earned the contract that the giants are going to give him although it's a little bit of like a, a poison pill here because the giants are going to give him this contract but mm-hmm. i'm not really sure they should you know what i mean like he played well enough to earn it but like 
can Daniel Jones be good enough to be like, okay, you're the best team in the NFC East right now? I, I don't know for real. I, I'm waiting to see exactly what it ends up being. I imagine he's going to get an extension with the Giants. I just want to see what it is, right, before I judge. Uh, well, he's not going to get the, you know, the Kyler Murray deal or whatever. No, even... well, we know that. But I, I think if, if, it's, if it's something similar to kind of like the area where Jameis Winston got, maybe a little bit more because – uh, you know, he played better, but I think that's what you look, I think you're looking for something smaller to be a bridge, to give him more runway, like uh, uh, something like three years, right? Two to three years and not, not crazy where it's kind of more incentive laden. So I'll wait and see what it is. Uh, that in Saquon too, they're going to extend Saquon, which is going to be interesting as well. So they're going to give Saquon the bag. I, I, I feel like, yeah, I don't know. What but I mean, you look at your, you nailed it though. I mean, this is, uh, them getting a lot of credit for beating a team nobody believed in. in yeah, the first place. yeah, no, no, like, like the Giants were like the most popular upset pick last week, anyways. But if the market is sort of like double counting that victory yeah. over over that team, who who were like, yeah, I mean, the Vikings just kind of stink. Their defense is yeah. Terrible. We all thought that the Vikings are bad, so yeah. I mean, I you know we'll uh, we'll we'll see we'll see, like, uh, but uh, yeah, I I do I do like I do like the Eagles minus seven happy, and I think. That Hurts has now had, what, he's six weeks removed from the initial diagnosis of the shoulder sprain. So that he should be good. He should be good to go. Like maybe if he was – because I think he he ran nine times in week 18 yeah. against the Giants, but but for 13 yards, like he wasn't – got he was not in there, you know, pushing the pile or whatever. And three and, were kneel downs, so. Oh, I see. I didn't even know that. There you go. Reeb's, yeah. Reeb's, bringing, Reeb's bringing the real stuff to the program. Yeah, So so you got to think we're going to see more of Jalen hurts, the rusher here. And uh, D- DFS angle for me is nobody's clicking Devonta Smith's name on DraftKings Cause he's 7,400 and AJ Brown 7,600. So Devonta Smith gets the gold star play of the week for me. I like it. I mean, when these two teams played and obviously the giants, you know, they, they do play a lot of man coverage. They've toned it down a little bit uh, the last month, but when they did play the Eagles, Devonta Smith actually led the team in targets and targets per route against man coverage. So I don't, I don't hate it, man. The Goddard's probably a good player. These, these linebackers for the giants are just, they're out here playing uh, Jalen Smith, like in the year, 2023, uh, Jihad Ward, like any tight end you want, like is just, is going to eat against the giants. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. All right. Cincinnati Buffalo. I mean, this, I, I, dude, I've gone back and forth on this one. I, everyone's got a different opinion. I know. I, 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 I just, I can't honestly, I just feel bad for everyone involved. I feel bad for the Bengals. I feel bad for the Bills. I feel bad for the fans. I feel bad. Like it just, it is, it is unfortunate that uh, three of the four best teams in the NFL are all in the AFC so that, that these games have to happen. So. And early. last year it was this round that the Chiefs and Bills played. People forget that it wasn't even an AFC championship. Like, yeah. Yeah. It was this round. Uh, so this is going to happen for a, a foreseeable future in the AFC where just like these. We're just going to get huge matchups early in the playoffs. Well, but but the Bills and the Bengals are also going to have to do what the Chiefs had to do, though. And at some oh, point, yeah. they're, they're going to have to take their medicine, right? So they're going to have to have a year. And the Chargers. Not... I'm not. And the Jaguars. Well, honestly, at this that's a good question. If you if you you got to you got to pick one guy going forward, Herbert or Lawrence. Who? I mean, who, I'm, who... I'm hands down picking Herbert. Yeah. Yeah. Hands down. Yeah. 
Dude, Herbert is so ridiculous. This year has warped people's brains on Herbert to the the extreme. The dude is so good. I started out the year already warped on Herbert because everyone was was filleting him so much in in the offseason. I mean, Herbert, I think, is clearly better, yeah, than than Lawrence. But it is actually – I. I hadn't even thought about that wrinkle, that there are now five teams with, te- with five of the ten best Dude, Mahomes is the oldest AFC quarterback. <laughs> it's really insane. It's really – He was really the old – he's because he's, old, he's older than Lamar. He's older than Tua. Obviously, those guys didn't get to start in the playoff games, but they were they – were Well, Kenny, Kenny Pickett is there. actually the older AFC, the oh, oldest yeah. AFC quarterback. He's got to get in the playoffs. <laughs> but, yeah, Mahomes is the oldest uh, starting quarterback in the AFC playoffs, man, and, like, really kind of the of the heart of the guys, the, the teams we believe are going to be good, foreseeable. Like, he's the old, he's the old hat, which is wild. Oh, I was talking about this with someone the other day. You know, how many guys came in the AFC when it was Manning, Roethlisberger, and uh, and Brady? Like, how many guys, like, just are totally forgotten to the echoes of time because they came in during that era? Like, and a ton of guys are going to come in the league right now, and it's going to be the same thing. It's like, yeah, you just ne- – like, De- Derek Carr, great example. Like, pretty good quarterback, a lot of 4,000-yard seasons, but just – you know, never, never got it done because he was in the division with all these great quarterbacks. Like so many guys are going to, are, are going to be lost to the sands of time because yeah, every Jets quarterback for like, cause they've got to go through Brady, then Josh Allen. Like it just is like a, a bridge. It's like the Jets just can't get it right. So like they just wash through quarterbacks. I mean, imagine, imagine if the Jets get Tom Brady. I mean, can you imagine if they get him, if they get him this off season? I don't know, man. I'm not ready. I'm not prepared to do the Brady stuff. I need a break. Yeah. I mean, well, so we talked about it last week, and I talked about it with Lauren too. And because you know that you're trying to like, did anyone? Did everyone just forget like the previous four months of the Buccaneers? Yes, like, everyone like, did <laughs> because because of the narratives. And it was the same thing. Uh, every time they cut to any Bucks player during that game, it was the same story. Like the Buccaneers, it looked like no one enjoyed playing football for the Buccaneers this season on any level. Everyone involved looked like they were having the worst day of their lives every yes. time they played. And it was the yeah. same thing on Monday night. It was just, yeah. So, yeah. you know, good for us, but hey. So, Bills, Bengals, I mean, I would say five points seems like a lot because I think these teams are, for, I guess, five and a half at most books now. Seems like a lot because I think these teams are pretty equivalent skill-wise. The the Bills defense has not been as good as they were uh, projected to be. I think the yeah, Bengals a lot of have injuries. a lot of injuries. The Bengals wide receivers are way better than the Bills wide receivers out, outside of Diggs. You know, I mean, uh, I, I like Gabe Davis. I know had a good game last week, but it's like, you know, Cole Beasley is involved. John Brown is getting elevated from the practice squad. Like that's not great, but the Bills offensive line is just like horrible, man. And and they got what well, they got three of their five starters out this week. The or, or or yeah, yeah, yeah. The Bengals offensive line. Three three of the five starters out are questionable. I can't remember. Um, but it I don't know. My my sense is is that the Bengals is the right if I if I am having so much trouble calling it, like just take the points. Yeah. But if if Joe Burrow gets sacked like nine times in this game, I, I probably am not gonna be surprised. I don't think it's going to happen. I mean, I think you look at the way the Bengals have been operating their offense since the middle of the season when they made like, and a lot of it was fourth calibration due to how teams are structurally playing them. A lot of too high stuff and the bills play too high safeties, you know, the second highest rate in the league. 
the ball just they're just getting rid of the ball so fast i'm not sure it's like a, a map like you'd love to have these guys right like you, you want them in but i don't know if it really matters that much since von miller's been out there the bills are 26th in pressure rate like I don't, I don't know if they're really going to get home that much. I think the ball's going to come out fast and the Bengals are going to keep playing offense structurally the way they've been playing it. Um, the, the Bengals are getting five here, which feels definitely like a lot. And it's a side I want to be it, on. It just, it feels like a lot. Yeah. Even if they don't end up winning, they have, so the Bengals haven't lost a game that Jamar Chase has played in yes. by more than three points since last year against the Chargers. Yeah. I mean, that's, that, that's the money stat, I think. And I mean, I'm just going to take the, the, the five, I feel like, you know, it's, it's a little high anyways. I think the line is high for what it should be. It feels like we're getting a little bit of this price then for the offensive line stuff that might not matter. Um, man, I'm just going to take them. I'm going to take the five uh, and hope that they either just, you know, win. I know a lot of people are money lining Bengals too. I don't know if I'll go that far. I'm just going to take the five and, and, and just call it that. I mean, I, I think I would probably be more likely to bet the Bengals money line just because I think that the case for the Bengals covering and the Bengals winning are basically the same, which is that's true. They're they're they have the better and and to be honest, you know, no no disrespect to Diggs, but I'd probably take Chase straight up over him too. Like I think the the Bengals have the better group of offensive weapons. And Josh the Allen Bills, and the Bills have been bad against wide receivers and they're facing, yes. you know, a strength of team that is wide receiver heavy. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, Josh Allen has just like lost his mind like three times per game, every game for the last month. And it's like, I know it's like, uh, you know, you can't, you can't take that away from his game because you need to have like the, the insane unpredictability and the, like, you know, the touchdown he threw to digs against the Patriots. It's like, you'd never coach a guy to do that, you know, roll, roll to your off foot off the back foot, you know, 60 yards down the field over the safety's arms or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's like, it's like the turnover, the turnovers for Josh Allen are like a problem in, in the way in which they happen it's because the bills are, are favored in these games. And sometimes he kind of plays like they need a higher variance style. I mean, that was the case. Very boomer bust last week. Only Skylar Thompson had more bust plays, plays with a, over a full loss of a, of one EPA per play. Yep. Uh, 25% of Allen's plays were that. Only Skylar Thompson was worse. Uh, I mean, last nine weeks, he's 21st in EPA for dropback. Uh, it's been kind of, you know, like you said, it's been hit or miss. Uh, the, the skill players, I think, at Buffalo has really, they've, they've started to open things up. They're playing a lot more spread. Uh, yeah. a lot more empty because they kind of started to get, realize like they're, they kind of overestimated how good their skill players were outside of digs. Um, they're trying a lot of things and uh, it's, it's worked out still for the large part, but there is just a, enough here bleeding into where, man, the, the Bengals feel like they're just a little healthier playing a little better. And, yeah. and I don't mind last week that they like, they, because neither of these teams played good last week, but like, the, Ra the Ravens have consistently shown like they are a hell date for the Bengals. Like we talked about it last week, like, they are. A they're hell for everyone. They're just a terrible team to play against. I feel they're, like the they're structured. They're specifically though, like structured to like, to give the Bengals like everything the Bengals do well, the Ravens are really great at taking that away. Yeah. Um, and we talked about that last week and shit, they almost won that game. They, they probably should have won that game. Yeah. But, but yeah, I, I like the, I like the Bengals here. Uh, I definitely like the five. I can see them out or winning too. Something about the Bills feels a little off, but also part of, you know, everyone wants, we got kind of want to root for the Bills because of DeMar Hamlin. 
like it's, it's tough well you know I like the five still yeah that that's it's, <laughs> it's good it's good with me i i i, I i'm gonna bet the Bengals money line i think i think i think that's i think that's where i'm at i think that's where i'm at um yeah i i just i'm a, there's just something missing with buffalo i don't know what it is i don't know what it is i mean there's something missing with the Bengals too which is that you know, on any given third down, Joe Burrow is like ready to take a massive 13 yard sack and just totally destroy your field position. So that happens. All right. Final game. My former team versus your former team. Neither of us really <laughs> care. Neither of us really care about these teams anymore. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys versus the San Francisco Giants. I got to I got to keep Francisco it on. Giants, baby. Get Barry Bonds out of here. Oh, the Giants, the 49ers. That's so funny. Uh, I, I got to keep it 100, man. I think this is the bad Brock game. I think this is the game where the fact that Brock Purdy was a guy who got worse every year at college and was a seventh round pick in a league that is absolutely starved for quarterbacks. Uh, I, I just, I think this is going to be it. I think this is going to be the time where he gets put to the test a little bit, doesn't get a clean pocket every single throw, but like again, dude, against Seattle, it was like the dude was playing flag football with like a five Mississippi count or whatever. The touchdown pass he threw to Debo was literally laughable. Like <laughs> he doesn't get touched. Debo doesn't get touched. I mean, that was, it was just, it was like, uh, it was like fantasy football role play. I don't even know what it was. It was, it was insane. <laughs> I, I think the, I think the Cowboys are live to win. And I think that they cover this spread at the very least. I don't know if I can. Bengals, I can take the money line. I don't know if I can take the the Cowboys money line, but I think they can win this game. This game, I think, is arguably the most intriguing game of yeah. the weekend. No, I agree. Uh, they basically have the two hottest teams in the NFL. Obviously, the 49ers have won 11 games in a row. Uh, they're the number one in the NFL in point differential over that span. Number two is the Cowboys over that span. And you look at the Cowboys since Dak's come back, even with that terrible commanders game mixed in. Uh, they've basically been number one in so many key metrics offensively. The 49ers haven't fa- have only faced two top 10 defenses in uh, EPA per snap over that win streak. They were the Saints, and they only scored 13 points against the Saints, and they were the Commanders, who they did roast. And, you know, you have a little common opponent. The Commanders did beat up on the Cowboys. The Cowboys at least have one good defense that they've faced, too, that they scored points on, and that's the Eagles. They scored 40 on the Eagles, right? Like, that, that's got to count for something. Um, and this is, I, we've been chasing the bad Brock game and it feels like we're going to chase it till we get it. But if there was a spot, this objectively would be the toughest matchup he's had. I mean, since he started in week 13, the defenses he's faced in passing points allowed for attempt 25th, 15th, 26th, 28th, 27th, and 15th, the two 15s of the Seattle. Um, so Seattle's the best defense he's faced as a starter. Not a, not a great like litmus test, like a great rogues gallery uh, that he's had to face. Dallas is is 10th in the NFL in that category. They will give up some stuff on the back end. My thing is I worry about two things with this. One, Dallas kind of got boned by the league here playing on Monday night. 49ers played on Saturday. They're going from Tampa to San Francisco. It's their fifth road game in six weeks for the Cowboys too as well. Um, it's and, and the fact that they've lost all these cornerbacks – they've been playing a lot more three safety stuff and like against the 49ers, like that's going to be harder to do to match up personnel wise. Um, I feel like you need the bad Brock game, but I actually like the over in this game. I do. I do too. I like that. I like that angle a lot because the Cowboys finally did something we've been begging them to do. I mean, last week, wildcard playoffs was the most snaps Pollard has ever played in a game. Zeke was Mm -hmm. active. Like they, they just Kellen. I, I wonder if Kellen Moore, 
just sat down with McCarthy and Jerry Jones and was like, look, let's win some football games, fellas. Like, let's let's get serious about this. It was his highest share of backfield touches ever in a game that he and Zeke played together. This is definitely not a Zeke game, like running against the 49ers. What I like about this game in particular from the over angle is both of these teams are really good against the run and pretty sketchy against the pass and particularly sketchy against guarding wide receivers. So I like for there to be like a lot of big plays in this game. Uh, you know, the, the only thing that worries about it, I think worries you the most from the over better is if you do get the Purdy game, like the pressure is just too much and he just is squished. I think the Cowboys are going to score though. Um, yeah. You look at the 49ers, they've really only faced two good offenses all year. And one can, is like, you can kind of squint and say like, were they that good in the Dolphins? And then the other one is the Chiefs, who they gave up 44 points to. So, I mean, I think Dallas is going to be able to score. And, oh, and, and the 49ers also faced just one other. They faced one other team. They faced three teams that were in the top five in scoring rate per drive. The other one was the Raiders. And the Raiders scored 34 points. Yeah, the Raiders. Them. The Raiders went nuts on them. Jared Stidham almost beat Brock Purdy. So, I think the Cowboys are going to sneakily score more points here. This is the lowest game total on the board. Uh, I kind of like this game. It's sneaky as upside if you want to bet this too. Another angle too is if you want to just throw like some, some ancillary dollars on is this potentially being the highest scoring game of the weekend because it's got the best odds yeah, the best juice. But I do like the over in this because both of these secondaries have been playing really bad the last two months. Yes. Uh, I mean, the Cowboys have a good pass rush, but, but yeah, they're, they're, I mean, they had Xavier Rhodes out there like playing snaps on Monday night. Like, Xavier Rhodes is so old I even know his name like that's how that's how that's how old this dude is um so I I the other thing that makes me want to be on the Cowboy side is like Dak just toasted the Buccaneers last week like he was perfect and he ran a little bit too like I feel like that's an important element but honestly to me it's just like I just can't believe that Brock Purdy is as good as Jimmy Garoppolo basically ah shit I don't know maybe he is maybe there's no did difference. you see that image from whatever ESPN shot was that did no, the uh, tail of tape uh yeah I mean you you've got to see it it's like I think Jacob Sanderson you know tweeted this out uh I'm gonna I'm gonna put it right in your dms right now uh you've got to see this but it's basically two it's, talking it's like heads. The, oh is it I was gonna say is it's basically the the pundit version of the Michael Jordan and Kobe video that they did when Kobe died were like, they just are doing absolutely everything the same. Yeah. So it's basically breaking down, uh, like what tail of the tape, like what, who, who would you take like poise Dak versus. Oh Purdy. my God. It's so this amazing. Is, this is so bad. So I don't even know who any of these people are, but yeah, I mean, look, Hey, they gave Dak uh tail of the tape. Uh, the, these, uh, total access live touts give poison accuracy and decision-making to Brock Purdy, but at least they give arm strength and mobility to Dak. You know, I don't know. So Dak's biggest flaw is that he's so good. He's just so subtly good. Like he doesn't do anything. Like he doesn't make the Mahomes plays really, but like Dak is so much better than like people give him credit for, man. Like he, he's great, man. I can't even believe like we're here. We're like, we're here. We're saying, we're really saying like, and there's, there's areas of NFL quarterbacking that like Brock Purdy's better than Dak Prescott in. Could, could, could never be me, man. There's not one thing you could say like, dude, if you flip these two guys right now, if you put Dak on this 49ers team and Purdy on that, this Cowboys team, like 
Cowboys are Cowboys are. I tell you what, they're dead in the water <laughs> with Brock Purdy. I know, I know that much. What are we sure. doing? You think you think Kellen Moore will get? Uh, uh, I guess there's not a great head coaching opening for him now because they're kind of starting to fill up. So he probably he'll probably be back for another year. Yeah, I think so. And he was in his bag again. He, you know, he's he's had his moments where you know they kind of he, take their foot off the gas. But... He he vacillates between I'm like this guy's the greatest of all time and. <laughs> this guy annoys the crap out of me like like it, honestly very similar to Andy Reid where like when the Andy Reid stuff works when he's doing ring around the rosy and Noah Gray is scoring quarterback sneaks I'm like Andy Reid is the best and then I'm watching the Chiefs be on the six yard line and have to kick a field goal because Andy just tried six of the dumbest plays of all time it's like bro you got to get it together but I guess I get very similar to Josh Allen you can't take away the knife edge of some of these coaches you got to give them the freedom to explore. I mean, Shanahan's been in his bag too, though. Shanahan is as. Oh yeah. I mean, the 49ers, like they don't have like an apex guy. That's like the best at his position, but they just run so deep and versatile. And that's what I keep coming back to is like the injuries, the Cowboys have had on defense. Like, do they just have enough still to like stop all of this? Like you need Purdy, right? Like that's the element the Cowboys need. Like you need Purdy to be bad. Yes. Cause yeah. the, I mean, like, the I, 49ers I think you have too many dudes man just too i think you could make an argument that a fully healthy debo is actually the best in the nfl at hit that that specific like flanker well he's the only one that he's a one-on-one position so i guess well it's him and tyreek are i i think him and tyreek are actually sort of similar where it's like it's like well, he can't a, just outrun dudes though no like, no no, no, like, no. Like Tyre- you can't just line one yeah, yeah debo up. debo is a one yeah you're right debo is a one-on-one yeah, I mean, it, it, and it's crazy. Like you said, that play last week wasn't even a Debo play. Like nobody touched him. Like he didn't, it's like he I, I'm literally tackles. watching it. Like, will someone put a hand on this guy? Like, and it takes forever. That play lasted like 13 seconds. You're like, will someone <laughs> just tackle this guy? Like enough already. No, I mean, you um, had McCaffrey. You got Usechek. You got Kittle. You've got Ayuk, who's been you know quiet. But this is a matchup I think where Ayuk can get over because uh, the Cowboys have been bad on perimeter. Uh, I think Lamb's gonna have a huge game. Um, 49ers have been really bad against wide receiver ones. They've been bad against slot receivers. So you're kind of holding both in with Lamb. I I, I kind of, like I said, I, the more I dig into this game and I wrote it up and talked about myself into it, like, I just think there's going to be points in this game. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. CD Lamb, great game for him to be an alpha. Debo can be an alpha. Maybe George Kittle will uh, continue scoring touchdowns. I mean, there's a lot of good, good players in this game. And uh, yeah, I, I like, I liked the, the Jared Stidham callback. That's a good one. Uh, this, this defense can give up points if they need Yeah. To. I mean, they haven't, I mean, we know inherently the 49ers, like in the context of good 2023 NFL defenses, they're a good one, but like big picture, like, are there any defenses this year in the NFL that like you're legitimately like scared of? I don't think that they exist. I don't, I don't think they've existed in this. Well, I'm not, I'm not scared of any defense because if a quarterback is just on their game, right. it will just be any, I just said, I, I think that probably was always true, but it's even more so true now with like the rules and everything. Yeah. And we just don't have one of those, like, you know, you think back like a couple of years ago when the Chiefs placed the Bucks and like how the Bucks defense was firing at the end of that year. I don't really think we have one of those teams on the defensive side, but we really haven't had one all year, right? Like the best defenses we had are basically like the Eagles, like the Broncos were awesome for a while like in the, in the 49ers team you just look at look at the resumes too like and no teams face the good schedule this year like right like we could do that for every team but nobody faced we're, a good schedule there well, were enough good teams yeah that so i was gonna you beat, you beat me to it it's just that every <laughs> every team every team is bad so how could you play a tough schedule if 
25 of the 32 teams are terrible. Right. Uh, all right, man. Let's get out of here. Tell the people, Sharp Football, what can they what can they find this week? Yeah, just firing up all these games, still breaking them down in depth, each player, you know, in the worksheet style. Um, other than that, we've got three games left to enjoy and write up. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Obviously, people have already started prospect season very early, uh, a little earlier for my life. Fire, fire, <laughs> fire a take. You got one yet? I have no takes yet right now, man. Uh, I have no takes right now. I'm not ready for it yet. What so, if Jackson Smith and Jigba gets drafted by the Kansas City Chiefs? No, no, I will say this. I have a take. There is no way in hell Jackson Smith and Jigba is available at pick 30 by the time the NFL draft comes. I think I think that is I think that is the correct take. I think that's that's full. I think I think imagining him going that late is full on LARPing. Yeah, there's a there's a take I have definitively right now. What if he weighs 178 pounds? I don't even think it matters anymore. Four, five, eight. No, well, if he runs like a four six, he's not going to run a four. No, no, he'll be good. He'll be. I mean, the, the guy played. The guy played in two games this year. Like he probably had plenty of time to train and get his body right. Yeah, man, it's yeah. And the the top of the receiver prospect, I haven't like I said fully dove into the class, but I know it's still relatively thin at the top. And like those guys are all going to go higher because team needs and the way the NFL like you need multiple receivers now think about this like we live in a world where like a team drafted Justin Jefferson in the first round like still needs to draft wide receivers like that's just the way we need it like so like those guys are always going to go a little higher I think there were people put those in like mock drafts early on like those guys are going to get pumped up the bags will be pumped I assume JSN will go firmly like at least above pick 20 and I mean so I I would amend that statement to say whoever the wide receiver two and three in the class are, are going to go way before the chiefs go. Yeah. Now it might end up being Zay flowers and, and who, you know, I don't know. We're it's, it's January 19th. Like it's, it's pretty <laughs> early in this, but if the chiefs take a wide receiver with their first round pick, it will be like the wide receiver six or five probably yeah. of the, of the draft. Yep. Um, I just think that's the way we're, we're, we're trending in towards of like team building and uh, where the NFL is right now and the way prospects are coming out of college, you know? These guys play early too. Like it's not like the old days. Like we, we, you still do get like the second half rookie bumps for like some guys like playing time and surging, but like these guys are counted on to like contribute right away now. Uh, I mean, like rookie wide receiver, like it's like Sky Moore being bad this year is like actively hurt the Chiefs. Like they, they needed him. Yeah. And he was not the guy. Yeah. He was not yeah. the guy at all. I mean, no. What yeah, would you, yeah, yeah. what, 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 what are you doing if you un- unfortunately have Sky Moore on, on a team? Uh, just, I think all you can do is pray, man, to the football deities. It's like a Terrace Marshall situation from last year. It's like the same thing, right? Yeah. Except for like, you at least have an out because you could say, well, my guy's on the Chiefs. <laughs> but well, but like, you're stuck, man. It's very similar to the Terrace Marshall thing from a year ago where he ended up being like uh, in that, you know, late first, uh, but it's look, it's dire, man. It's dire. Because the Chiefs are going to do nothing. One, they added Tony already, who basically has like kind of like an inline fit role because he's already playing it ahead of Sky Moore. Yeah, like ba- <laughs> like basically like Tony to me is just like he's a free agent signing. Like he he hasn't played at all, and they're gonna do like a full evaluation of him next year, I think. And then we know they're gonna still add, they're probably gonna add players too. So do they bring Juju back? Whatever. Like, no, I I'll say right now, almost no chance because I think Juju made himself a bunch of money. The wide receiver, 
the wide receiver free agents are so bad. Yeah, I think DJ some, Shark's like the best dude. Him and like Juju. someone, someone's throwing a, a Christian Kirk sized vomit bag at Smith Schuster, I think. Yeah. And Jacoby Myers is getting the, he's getting paid. Oh, Jacoby, Jacoby Myers might be a chief, actually. That that's actually that's actually a signing I could see them making. Yep, yep. That's where don't, we are, don't, though. Don't love it. Yeah. So listen, we get a couple. Of, this is typically uh this weekend was a great weekend of football last year. Hopefully we have the same thing. We got some great games. Well, super week. wild card weekend was actually awesome. Normally it was wild good. card games stink. You know, that that's like the 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 Derek Carr weekend, but it was actually great. <laughs> I, I thought it was awesome. Yeah, great weekend to get uh, great weekend of football, man. But we gotta put a moratorium on the Monday night game. Like it's it's bad for the league, I think, to have a Monday night game in wild card. I know it's not bad for their pockets. I'm not saying that, but like you look at what this situation the Cowboys were placed in and like you're, you created an, an, an unequal advantage to a playoff team. Yes. And like, I don't think you can have that really going forward. Like you, like you, they, it has to be in the cards, man. Like a part of the decision process. I know you want these scoops of cash, but eventually is enough. Enough is enough. Correct. I, <laughs> I, I agree. All right, man, let's get out of here. Everyone sharp football, Lord Reeves, you guys know where to find him. We will uh, we'll be back next week. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 